With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In this multidimensional world, much of which is invisible to the eye, a group of non-physical entities have come here to expand our knowledge of how the universe works. These non-physical teachers are called Joshua, and they convey their teachings through Gary Temple Bodley. Each week, Gary, with a selection of Law of Attraction experts, open up a roundtable of thought-provoking discussions surrounding the teachings of Joshua. Joshua's intention is to bring clarity to the listeners through the ever-expanding Law of Attraction by looking at reality from a new perspective. Welcome to the teachings of Joshua Roundtable. Happy New Year, everyone. This is Episode 13 of the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable. I'm your host, Gary Temple Bodley. Today is January 2nd, 2016. We're going to talk about the new year on, this, on today's episode. Earlier in the week, I asked Joshua my own question. This is not easy for me to do because as soon as I formulate a question in my head, Joshua immediately answers it. So I have the answer before I even had time to think about the question. But I wrote my question down anyway and then let Joshua answer it so that you could all hear what they said to me. We will also discuss Joshua's quote of the week. If you want to receive the question of the week and the quote of the week each Saturday in your email box, just go to theteachingsofjoshua.com and sign up for the free newsletter. It's a good way to follow along with the show. On the roundtable today, we have Steve Finitza. Hi, Steve. Hey, Gary. And Janine Kodakovich. Hi, Janine. Hi, Gary. Great to be here with all of you. Awesome. And Michael is off this week, but we'll have him with us again next week. So... Today's episode, we're going to talk about the new year, and I had a question about how do we go about thinking about what we want in the coming year? Do we set goals? Uh, do we have New Year's resolutions and stuff like that? And I want to get Joshua's take on that. So we're going to talk all about goal setting and resolutions and intentions and stuff like that this episode. Before we get into that, let's go ahead and talk about the quote of the week. Janine, do you have that up? I do. Can you know that you are older, wiser, stronger, more confident, more loving, more beautiful, more caring, and more courageous than the person you see when you look in the mirror? Joshua. Uh, I don't know. Can you? <laughs> Can I? Yeah, tell uh, me like what I, you see. I, yeah. I see. I see a lot when I look in the mirror. I don't choose to look at older. I do cho choose to look at wiser, stronger, more confident, more loving, more beautiful. Um, I'll tell you what. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever done mirror work, but at the beginning, it's very uncomfortable. And then, so what do you do? You, no, I haven't done that before. You haven't. Uh oh. Uh, it's a, it's a way to practice self love. You look in the mirror, and you know they say that person that you're going to meet in the mirror which is self is the most important person in your life right. and your relationship with that person affects everyone else. So you go through, you know, you can do little affirmations. I've done that in the past. I'm just that this quote made me think of it. That's all. Yeah. For me, it's like, um, you sort of, so 
well, you had mentioned before we were on the show that when you saw the word older, you thought they were talking physical age. And in this case, really, they're speaking about the fact that you are eternal and you've always existed. And that's the you that they're really talking about, the full you, the real you. And just like you said, the self that you look at. And I guess we're, we're talking about the inner self as well. Right. I, I'm yeah. glad that you clarified that because that actually gives the older much more perspective because when right. I did first read the quote, you know, I, I choose to think uh, age is a state of mind and I, I don't choose to think of myself as older, only wiser. So I'm yeah. so glad you clarified that. And I think um, it also clarified for the listeners, too. So thanks for sharing that, Gary. Yeah. Well, even physical age, though, there's nothing wrong with it because the reason there is aging the reason we don't, just don't be 32 years old for the rest of our lives is that as you get older, you get to see life from a new perspective. So every day, really, you're slowly evolving and you're seeing life again from a higher perspective. So how you saw life when you were 21 is completely different than how you see life now. And Absolutely. some would say it's easier, but maybe not. You know, Certainly when we're 21, we'll probably have more intense desires and more vivid dreams about what we what we intend to be and then as we get older that perspective changes um but i think that in this quote it's really saying that we are limiting ourselves because we are so much more than we think we are and the difference between who we really are and who we are now is just that limited belief that we have about ourselves. but uh, it's an interesting quote to look at and this is a, a really cute picture of a kid who's looking in a kaleidoscope a set of mirrors. I thought that uh, was really, really a, a cool picture. Yeah, Deborah Joe gets these great pictures, and it goes so so cool with so many of these quotes. All these quotes are on the website too. Um, it's fun to just look at, look at them all. Steve, what did you think about in this quote? Uh, there's been moments when I have looked in the mirror, and I've actually glimpsed uh, what I feel like is a much more confident and that eternal being I think that Joshua has described and I just it's funny it's almost like uh, I call it Big Steve Big Steve yeah. is smiling back at me you know with this knowing kind of look and it's it's kind of uh, I don't know it's kind of a, a, a moment you might say yep. uh, for me that's uh, but it doesn't I, I can't say it happens often but but when well, it does happen it's pretty cool if you can have that perspective that there that you are so much more powerful than you think you are and you are so much more than you think you are and you have access to so much more intelligence than you think you do yeah but that you can start of then that limiting those limiting beliefs start to fade away a little bit it, it's funny i feel that i can feel i can feel the the uh i think the way it just comes out is there's this immense confidence coming from this other guy but he doesn't look at me with the eye of somebody who's it's it's a it's a loving like it's okay it's where i'm at yeah. it's perfect right and it's right. like you're you're on your i get almost get this thing like you're on your path don't worry about it it's all going to work out you know it's just um uh, kind of like he's taking care of me you know well that's i mean that's those words are in this chapter four that we're going to talk about today of intentions in the first book so we'll get to that too because that's pretty interesting Steve, uh, I was going to just say that, um, I'm sorry, Gary, Steve, I was just going to say that's a wonderful thing. And that's the place we all want to get when we pass by the mirror. So even though you um, only have temporary, you know, moments of that, it's a wonderful thing that you actually can have that experience. I, I do appreciate them when they happen. Yeah. Yes. Um, so normally we talk about the topic 
But this week we're going to change it up and we're going to read the question to Joshua first. And then we will talk about Joshua's answer. We'll take all the time that we want, which sometimes we don't get to do because we if we put it at the end of the show, then we only have a certain amount of time to do it. Well, today we're going to change it up a little bit and have a little bit more time. I like so, it. This is a question that I wrote on December 30th to Joshua about the New Year's. And for me, it's really hard to write these questions because I get the answers so fast that the question disappears. So I actually had to sit down and, you know, write out the answer, knowing that Joshua would answer it in writing so that everyone else could benefit from it, just not just me. Which is when someone else writes a question, I get sort of the answer of how it how that question relates to my life, but then when Joshua answers it, it's more tailored to the person who asked the question. So that's why it's a little bit easier to do it, a lot easier to do it for someone else than myself. I've been trying to go through this one-on-one program that Steve did where you have to ask a bunch of questions quickly, and I find it very difficult. I'm only on question number seven right now. And Steve, you did 100 questions in yours. Yeah. <laughs> it was hard, <laughs> but I loved it. It was well worth it. Okay. So I'll go ahead and read my question, and Steve will read Joshua's answer. Dear Joshua, New Year's Day is almost upon us, and at this time of year, we humans like to set goals for the next year. We also make resolutions. I have never been a goal setter, and I've never followed through on any resolution I've ever made. I would like to hear your perspective on this. How can we get all that we want in this new year? Perfect timing, because uh, I want the answer to this, too. <laughs> yeah. so, As we all do. Yeah. <laughs> Dear Gary, Steve, and Janine, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we prefer the word intention to goal. If you look at what you're doing when you set goals, it's more about the accumulation of stuff or status. When you set intentions, they tend to be more based in feelings. A goal might be to become salesman of the year or make $200,000, etc. You might set the intention to spend more time with loved ones, be happier, stay fit, enjoy more, more time in nature, etc. Intentions tend to be about enjoying and appreciating life, while goals tend to be about the man-made stuff of life. When you set an intention, it's to feel good. When you make a goal, it's to look good. So that's interesting to think about. Um, yeah, I intend to spend more time with my family or to go on a, you know, to a walk in nature more or to exercise more. And these are all general intentions. And they're sort of qualitative, but a goal tends to be quantitative, and so the goal is more about, I want to make this much money, I want to get this accomplished or achievement done, um, and those are more about you know, man-made stuff that really has no real effect on your life, and as we go through this, you'll see more about what, what Josh was talking about. Okay, I'll go on here. In a sense, you might spend more time looking at what you really want. Why do you want money, achievement, or success? It's because you think it will make you feel better. Why simply intend to feel better? Why not simply intend to feel better? Why? Oh, you, I'm missing part of my screen. Thanks. <laughs> Why not <clears throat> simply intend to feel better? Wouldn't this accomplish the same thing? We see that you are working to feel better in each moment. You know that this is a feeling reality and all you are ever doing is feeling. Since you understand this most basic and primary aspect of physical reality, 
you know that your only goal is to feel good. So Joshua is talking to me specifically here and says that I, Gary, know that this is a feeling reality. And since I understand this most, most basic and primary aspect of physical reality, I know that my only goal, which is a funny thing to use the word goal there, <laughs> is, to feel go- is to feel good, right? Yes. It should be so, your intention should be to feel good. Yeah. And so, um, you know, the reason that you set these goals is you think by the attainment of the goals, you'll feel good. Otherwise, you wouldn't set them, right? That's right. the only thing. But if you really understand that feeling is the only thing you're ever doing, and a goal is really something that you do in order to feel good, well, maybe you should just figure out a way to feel good anyway. And then that has ramifications on your reality as we'll go forward. Okay? Yeah, there's a lot less pressure, too. You can feel good just, you know, sitting in a room. Yeah, not doing exactly. Anything. Okay, I'll go on. Exactly. If you made a lot of money or won some accolades, you would feel good for a time. However, unless you are constantly intending to feel good in every moment, unless you make it a priority to feel good more and more of the time, your good feeling moments will be fleeting. Most people think that when they do something and feel good as a result, that the good feeling will last. It doesn't work this way, does it? As soon as the good feeling of an achievement subsides, the person reverts back to their baseline feeling. You must work on raising your baseline, not on achieving your goals. So that's really interesting. You see this a lot. When you when people accomplish a goal, it's like, okay, big deal. That's over with. Now what? And the, the when they get to their goal, it's never doesn't feel good as they thought it would feel. And the good feeling is fleeting. So they need to, you know, because their baseline is lower anyway of how they normally feel. I, now, actually, this is a specific thing that I never understood before it was written down. So this is the reason I need to write these things down. Because I, I know there's the brief you know, understanding of what this answer was in my head before I wrote it down. But this specific thing, talking about that if you're doing things to feel good and you get those things and they do feel good, they're only going to feel good for a little while because you're going to revert really quickly to how you normally feel anyway. Yes. So if you start raising how you normally feel on a conscious level every day, and you do, I guess do that by appreciating things and realizing how great you have it and thinking more about the good things that are going on and you know, pivoting your thoughts when a negative thought comes up, you pivot it to a positive thought. All that stuff helps to help you feel better more and more. You raise your baseline, and then stuff happens. And we'll hear what happens after this. Okay. Okay, the next one. This is the mundane work of appreciation and gratitude. This must become your habit. Setting intentions to feel good on a moment-by-moment basis is all the work you'll ever have to do. It also has universal implications. As you begin to feel better and better, your world will reflect your newfound feelings. Your better feelings will create a better feeling life. So that's how you, reality works. Your life is created in a reflection of how you feel. So everything that's going on in your reality is just a reflection of what you're feeling You know, most of the time. And if you're feeling good most of the time, then mostly... Your world reflects those good feelings, and they, things happen that make you feel 
the way you're normally feeling. It's not the other way around. Things don't happen, and then you feel good. It's right. you feel good, and then things happen. Or you feel bad, and then bad things happen. Things. That sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Was, Absolutely. It's kind of a critical piece. Right. So, it's a, so this is the mundane work of appreciation and gratitude on a minute-by-minute, moment-by-moment, daily basis. And this is what has to become your habit. I've so actually put a... Uh, uh, well, normally it's a rubber band, but I couldn't find one recently. But I put my daughter's hairband around my wrist specifically to remind me to feel good and stay in a good spot because I revert to my baseline and I forget that I'm supposed to work on feeling good. Yeah. So I look down and I go, why is that on my wrist? And I go, oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm supposed to feel good. <laughs> well, it's even better that it's your daughter's hair band because now you can think of her instead of just a rubber band. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you think of the easy things that make you feel good. So your, your children um, and your spouse and your my my dog in my case and and my friends, so um, that's the mundane work of of uh, what we need to be doing here, and I guess goal setting isn't part of that. Okay, let's go to the next paragraph. Currently, you are caught up in the age-old cycle of achieving something and then feeling good for a bit, but reverting back to your habit of feeling. You still imagine that achievement is the path to feeling good. However, most achievers feel good first, and their achievement reinforces their good feelings. We suggest a better approach to all of this. So isn't that pretty cool, that most achievers feel good first? You know, you think of um, the team that wins the Super Bowl and how elated they are after having won that Super Bowl. But the next week, they're back thinking about next year's Super Bowl because they're they feel good in the process of what they're doing. They love playing football and they love being around the team and they love practice and they love all the aspects of that. So it's the, um, the achievers don't achieve because they set goals. They achieve because they felt good. You while, know, first. While, while they were achieving. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll go on. Okay. Get in the habit of setting intentions prior to anything. Forget about goals, because these come with expectations and the scrutiny of the result. Goal setting is result-oriented and does not leverage the power, powers of the universe. Intentionality is not about results and cannot be quantified. Intentions awaken you to look for what is wanted. They raise your vibration so that you move into the vibrational vicinity of what you want. Pretty interesting. Yeah. A lot of goal setting too is trying to get out of where you are. You know, I want a new car because I hate my current car. I want a new spouse because I hate my current spouse, or I hate being lonely. That sort of thing. Yes, you you have to move towards what you want, not away from what you don't want. Yeah, and goals, you know, intentions. You can't. It seems like um, intentions just easily and automatically focus you in what is wanted. And not away from what is not wanted. And you don't, and with, you don't, it doesn't rise up that fear that you can't, like, make that goal. Right. And plus, if you don't make the goal, everyone knows you don't make, didn't make it, right? Yeah, so it probably starts, brings up a whole lot more of insecurities in you. Exactly. And, yeah. Yep. And in an intention, you can tell people of your intentions, but they're not going to hold you to them because they don't know if you've got them or not. 
you know, if you that's, that's why too, I tend not to set goals rather intentions. As I got older, when I was younger, I set up goals for myself, but then you almost feel disappointed. Or if you express your goal to someone else and you don't reach it, um, you feel like you failed in some way. And exactly. as I'm getting older, with uh, as I'm getting older and wiser, back to Joshua's quote, um, I I honestly believe that um, that's not that's not like I'm not loving myself in doing that. So there's the setting an intention is a better approach to, uh, to accomplishing something. It just works better and it just utilizes better and it's it's more loving. Right. It's more loving and goals is more fearful. You can just see it. But if you think of intentions, intentions, just the, the word intention you could feel is a more loving thing. And the word goal is a more fearful thing. Yeah. So as we're moving away from fear and towards love, that's one easy thing to look at right there. Sure is. Perfect timing. I think everybody needs to listen to this radio program. Yeah. Yes. You, know, you know, it's interesting because so many people have asked me, oh, Janine, what are your, oh, did you send any New Year's resolutions? Even like my mom's out of town and she said, so any new ideas? You know, I choose to look at it like you have a new book this year. So we could be on page one yesterday page two today. But so I can, but rather than set a goal, I'd rather, you know, and and that's why this, all of this we're discussing today is just absolute divine, perfect timing. Because you know what, I I can express to other people that I have some intentions rather than, you know, we can talk our new vocabulary to other people. um, Because the old Janine would have said, oh, this is my New Year's resolution, or these are my goals that I have in my life. But now I realize that setting the intentions, I I don't know. It's almost like you reach your goals without putting the stress of a goal on you because it, 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 it finds you. It sort of seems like the intention is a command to the universe as well. Ooh, that's you powerful. Know? I like that. Yeah. So you, <laughs> so a goal is you're doing it by yourself and the intention is you're leveraging the power of the universe and letting the universe do it for you. Mm. I like so, the way that feels. Yeah. It does feel right. Um, also, you know, if you make a goal, you're really putting yourself in the future. And if you set an intention, it seems like you're living in the day, in the moment when you're doing that. Yeah. And don't you feel like when you attain a goal, it's like, like you mentioned the Super Bowl. Okay. That's great. And yes, you may come home to your city and have a parade and blah, 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 but you're already on to the next year planning, right? Cause it's like been there, done that check next yeah. Um, versus intentions, you can set daily intentions every day when you pass that person in the mirror. That's right. And then it's, and that's really the point of intentions. It's not an intention. We don't set the intention for the year generally, which I guess we could do it because before we're born, we set an intention for our whole entire life. So you could do it for the year, but it seems like most intentions are done like before you go to a meeting or before, you know, when you're in bed and, and what you're thinking about for the day ahead or, you know, right before you're about to do something. Like we did before this radio show, we set intentions for what we wanted to accomplish during the show or how we wanted it to go or how we wanted it to be received. So um, it seems like it's more in the moment when you're doing intentions. All right, um, let's go to the next paragraph. Everything you want is there waiting for you. When you set intentions to receive what is wanted, you move into the state of allowing. You do not achieve what you want. You do not force what you want to come to you. You always get what you want by allowing it to come. When you set a goal, you fear that you will not achieve it, 
and the fear prevents you from moving into a state of allowing. When you set a goal, you imagine that your action alone will hold the key to achieving that goal. However, if there is an action involved that you do not want to do, you must motivate yourself to take the action, and in doing so you force yourself to do things that you don't like doing. This often causes you to experience feelings you would call bad. Can you see the irony? You're feeling bad now in an attempt to feel good later. We say, what's the point? <laughs> right. I mean, I would, uh, you know, have these goals when I was selling real estate. And I have to say that the one thing I didn't like doing was sitting in open houses. But it was really effective. So here I am trying to be the win the sales goals and beat everyone else, which I did all the time. And I'm, they're out having fun on the weekend, and I'm sitting in a, in some house. And actually, we were selling foreclosures, so I was sitting in a really ugly, crappy house. And this is back before we had internet, so I had nothing to do in this house. I didn't even have a TV or anything. I'm sitting there in no air conditioning in a house um, by myself on Sunday when everyone else was at the beach. Hmm. So there you go. <laughs> so a lot of times you set these goals, and you're like, well, I'm assuming this is what I want. I'm assuming I want somehow to be the sales leader and to make money. But in retrospect, had I gone about it differently and just leveraged the powers of the universe by setting intentions that I would sell houses, I would skip this part of the job that I did not like. I liked everything else. I just didn't like that open house part of it. Yeah. Um, or you could use that time to meditate. Yeah. <laughs> and reflect. I don't think I was ready for meditation back then. <laughs> um, but also another thing here is everything you want is there, you know, is there. And when you set your intentions, you are tuning in to what you want. So you're changing the dial and your vibrational frequency that, that is within range of that thing you were intending. So it's there anyway. And so you can, you know, if you're, if you're not intending to see it, you miss it. And that's the interesting thing about reality is that everything you want is right there waiting for you. You're just going through with blinders on and you can't see it or recognize it when it shows up. And intentions help you raise your vibration so that you get to that vibrational range of, that, of what you want. That's a lot of stuff in that one paragraph. It's amazing. I was, I was listening to Theo the other day. I don't know if another mm -hmm. channeler. And uh, uh, he, she, they said that you, everything – the same thing. They said everything you want is there, and what you do is you create a thought bridge to get to it, meaning that <clears throat> there's no beliefs in your way between where you are currently and where it exists, what you want currently. And right, no I, I, limiting I, beliefs. Yeah, I never, I never thought of it as a, as in my mind as a thought bridge. I, I, yeah. I, I kind of resonated with that. Yeah, and that's, that's a good way to see it. Um, I think I think um, by being in the right vibrational vicinity, you're receiving the thoughts and the impulses and the guidance that will lead you to, wh to where you want to go. Like for me, uh, a huge thing I do is I intend to win poker tournaments. And I think a lot of it has to do with timing. So I intend to go when, when the timing is right. Because when you buy into a tournament, you get a seat number and a table and you are put in this table with these other players, right? And depending on your table, 
it's either really easy or really hard, depending on the other players that are there. So if you could choose where to be sat, you know, all else being equal, you'd have a tremendous advantage. So what I just do is I just know that I have to arrive somewhere between 12 and 2. And so I just allow whatever thoughts are going on. Do I stop and get gas first? Do I, you know, make my shake earlier or later? Do I take the dog to Lily's store? All this stuff. And I just listen for what's going on in my head. And I don't fight anything. I don't fight the red lights. I don't try and make it through the red light. I know that if a red light happens, it's to slow me down, you know, or things will happen to get me there faster. And, you know, maybe this is a crazy way to think, but I think that by allowing everything to happen as it's happening, I am guided perfectly to the right timing to show up at this tournament and win every all these tournaments that I win. It's a tremendous advantage, and don't tell Tim my secret, Janine. Uh, I think he has a lot of secrets of his own <laughs> and might, might not share them as, as, as openly as you did. So we appreciate you. <laughs> I, I totally understand what you said, Gary, because I and I find that it reduces stress because if I'm going someplace or doing something, I just say it's unfolding in the right and perfect time. And as long as because I notice the opposite, if I'm in a rush, all I bring all I bring is 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 obstacles. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you're in a rush. Here, well, then here, we'll give you this. We'll give you this. And the, that matches the vibration of being in a rush. Right. Yeah. So when when you get into that flow, you know, things just work out. When you understand that everything is working out and everything is right. Um, I'd have to say that that one understanding frees you up in this life to enjoy it more than anything else. When you're not responsible for changing anyone, when Things when you perceive things as going against you or is really going for you, you know, I th- the stoplight is the easiest way to do it. When you come to red light and then now you just perceive that that red light is there, you know, on purpose to get you where you want to go perfectly, easily. And if you can have that framework, frame of mind that all these things are happening to help you out, it just makes life so much easier. Yes. Oh, it does. Absolutely. You know, Tim and I were heading down south for um, an event on New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. and we just ran into a couple obstacles getting down south. And, um, you know, he looked at, he's like, he was very worried because we were supposed to be there at at 7.30. And I'm like, well, or at 7 o'clock, rather. Oh. And we, in our minds, we thought originally it was 7.30 until I looked at the invitation the day of and realized, oh, my goodness, you know, here we're planning for 7.30 and it's 7. On our way down there, you know, he even looked at me and he goes, you know what? Everything will work out just the way it's supposed to, right? And I'm yeah. like, absolutely. Let's call. I called ahead. They said, absolutely no problem. We'd appreciate if you get here before the show started. We had the, the best night because we just let it all flow. We just right. like we called. We were respectful, you know, due to the fact we were, were going to be a little late. We got there, made much better time than we originally anticipated when we made that phone call. And the whole night, just everything wonderful manifested. Um, we were down at a casino and a big dinner and a show and we won. And it was just like just such a fun night. But had we been, you know, too worried about not getting there and, you know, kind of like, you know, got at it on the way down, it, it, the night would have never, we had so much fun together. We laughed yeah. all night and everything positive and we met wonderful people along the way. So it was all, it all worked out just like it should have moment by moment. I got to tell you about my best New Year's Eve ever. It was uh, 2001 and we had taken a family trip to South Africa. So it was me and Lily, 
my brother and his wife and their two kids. And um, on New Year's Eve, we found ourselves in Cape Town. And in South Africa, that's the middle of summer because obviously it's south of the equator. So everyone in South Africa goes to Cape Town for Christmas and New Year's. It's just a big thing. And all of the restaurants are sold out like by March. Every restaurant sold out. It's a huge thing down there. So there's a one special place called the Victoria and Alfred Waterfront. And it's the VA and Waterfront. And it's beautiful shops and hotels and restaurants and right on the harbor. And all the cruise ships are there and the marine ships and even the warships are there. It's just an unbelievably fantastic place. Um, so we're in our bed and breakfast with the family and we're saying like we're going to go out for New Year's. And they're like, you're crazy. You can't go out. The people who are living there, the other people are staying there. You can't go anywhere New Year's. It's all booked up. You won't be able to even get into anywhere. And we're like, well, we're going to go and do it anyway. So me and Lily and my mom go out. And my brother and his wife are like, forget it. We're not going with you. You're never going to find a place to go. So we drive down there. We actually stopped at one place ahead of time and had drinks and have so much fun, met so many people there in this really cool old hotel. And then around 9 o'clock or 8.30, we leave to go and find a restaurant. So we're in the V&A, and it's like um, any big, huge outdoor place. And there must be 50 restaurants there, right? So we're going from one restaurant to one restaurant, sold out, sold out, sold out. And we basically at this time gave up. And so we walked to the end, which is the V&A Hotel, I think it's called. It's the super fancy, really expensive hotel. And we walk in and right through the doors, and this uh, hostess says, how many is in your party? And we said three. And she sits us down. <laughs> and it, it was the most incredible buffet. A guy comes over with champagne immediately, um, brings us everything, and, and this, the buffet was unbelievable. And then so we're there for hours, and then all the drinks are free, everything's free. And at midnight, the ships, there's a um, bagpipe band, and then the ships in the harbor all play a tune with their horns. It's all orchestrated, you know, well in advance. So we had chairs, Happy New Year's, all these people around us, and the waiter comes, and we're like, can we have our bill? And he's like, Bill, you can't have a bill. You This is sold out three years ago. <laughs> And they're like, what do we do? And I said, there's nothing we can do. And I said, well, how about we just leave you a big tip? And he goes, that's great. Wow. <laughs> so we didn't even pay for it. Yeah. Wow. It was so funny. You know, that was similar to our night was totally, absolutely Compton free. Um, like a gourmet yeah. dinner, a show with this unbelievable band. The desserts were unbelievable. It was like this mango pancata, but they served it in these gold globes that opened up and they were lit inside with like almost uh, but not uh, it was a uh, you know a battery operated light uh -huh. and all these globes came out it was absolutely gorgeous and i mean and 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 uh, the night was free the whole thing was comped i mean can't get better than that had you we know, said oh yeah. we're running late we're not gonna go we would have never had that whole experience it's you know and times like this when that kind of synchronicity kicks in how could you doubt everything we're talking about here i mean it's just that's how things work in the universe and <clears throat> as you were telling your story you said a key word that i i was going to interject and say i bet now is when it happens you said we gave up right as soon and, as we gave up yeah and i hear i hear that over and over again that people reach a point where they just give up and i think that's when they they release 
their action, and that's when right. the universe has a chance to just, okay, now it's our turn, you know, yeah. and they kick in. Well, if you're looking at that night, we were trying to make it happen. We were trying to make it, force it to happen. We were doing action. We were, in fact, I didn't even like the action because the action was going into these busy restaurants, talking to people, and getting rejected, right? So I let my mom do that part. And then <laughs> finally said, okay, this isn't going to work. Let's just walk around. And then, and then that's when we all gave up. You know, so it was a little tense at that point. But the second we gave up, we were guided to walk to the end of this pier and walk to this beautiful hotel just to see it. Just to go in the lobby and see the hotel. And as we walk in, that's when we're greeted. Pretty amazing. And I'm guessing Janine was already relaxed and not tense, and that's why her evening went comped. Yeah. It, so it was. It was. And you know what? And it's fun. It's funny because when Tim and I discussed this, at first he was like sensing, he's like, oh, I'm not going to drive all the way down there. If, you know, we're late for a reservation and we can't get in. You know, it is New Year's Eve. And just to, to put him at you know, Bay and have him a little, you know, calmer. I said, let me go ahead and call. And I'm like, who am I speaking with, Francisco? We're running a little late. Can you? And when we arrived, they're like, Mr. and Mrs. Coda Cabbage, so nice to see you. They could care less. You know, we got there before the show. Like I said, everything worked out. You know what? And But he already, because he listens to the show, so he already knew. He goes, hey, Janine, whatever's supposed to happen, it's going to happen, right? He looked right at me and said that. I go, you're <laughs> absolutely right. So let's not, like, stress about it. It was interesting, too, because I had asked him what you guys were doing for New Year's, and he said that they're going to this thing, and he didn't seem very enthused about it, and was even maybe thinking of trying to get out of it. Right. Um, so that Because you know, he did come he... home, and he said, oh, we, you know, how about dinner? And I'm like, Tim, I already RSVP'd. It's going to be a great night. Right. You know? Yeah, that's cool. And, and I said we would hook up with you another evening, but... Yeah, and then it worked out way better than expected. That was the the most wonderful. And and you know what, Gary, I could share a lot of pictures. I mean, Tim's not big. I shared one picture with you, but Tim's not big um, with taking pictures and the camera and stuff. And I have Uh so many great pictures of us just laughing and having a ball that night. So (laughs) so funny. Um, Okay, let's go to the uh, next paragraph. Okay. If you would simply move toward a stance of feeling good in the moment calling the moment perfect and appreciating the moment in its perfection, everything you want would flow to you. By stating intentions upon greeting the new year or new day or new moment, you are becoming an allower and you place yourself in the stance of recognition. This perfectly aligns with the forces of the universe as we know them. That's a new phrase, stance of recognition. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's like stance of of allowing or... You know, but, but recognition is, is like you can see the things are coming to you. And then you can appreciate them, them. And it keeps yeah. you in that. It's in like that a cycle, cycle that you get into. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to this. Okay. Next one. Most of the goals you set come from the influence of your society. You are good at comparing yourselves and judging everything. Wouldn't it be better to take your attention from others and recognize what it is that you want independent of that? If you were honest with yourself, you would want peace, freedom, love, fun, joy, and the open pursuit of your interests and passions. If you could have all that, would you really need anything else? And no, I I wouldn't. Right. Yeah. If you could have all that, that's really what you want. You don't want the car or the house or anything I do want the car, but that's one of of my passions. (laughs) That's your passion. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that paragraph is just 
packed with information as just the couple sentences because it it resonated with me and I reread this like three times because what would you want peace freedom love fun joy joy like we don't talk about joy that much but honestly at this time of year we do and that's how I you know living with joy is is one of the best things that you could possibly do you know yeah. that's I I like I wait for those moments if you could experience joy all the time. I mean, what would you trade that for? Nothing. That would be priceless. Priceless. Yeah. yeah. And technically, you can be homeless and, and be in a state of joy. If you guys read um, Power of Now, Eckhart Tolle was homeless when he, when, you know, prior to writing that book. Um, and he was in more joy than he had ever been in his life. Wow. Yeah. He said he was sitting on a park bench, homeless. He said he had more ecstatic feelings of joy than anything else yeah just sitting there in, in a state of joy interesting yeah i had an interaction with a homeless guy uh, a few months ago and he was saying how he he has a lot more freedom than i did because right. you know he didn't have to go to work he <laughs> doesn't have to be doesn't have to be worried about what the others think either yeah yeah to be able to just stand there is uh that that would be a tough thing to do to stand there with a sign at least for when, me we're going to talk about this as we go into um, more about intentions. But in this chapter four, Josh was saying that everyone intends to come to to Earth to explore a certain aspect of physical reality for their own, you know, growth. And that if you label something as not valid, like being homeless, that experience is not good. You know, all these people trying to run around and save homeless people, um, and the, and yet you can see that the homeless people are getting something out of it. You know, and, and like Michael last week was talking about how he had this huge fear of being homeless, and you just know that Michael is never going to be homeless. It's just, it's not part of the things that he came here to explore. Yeah, he wouldn't create that. Right, he doesn't need to. This is, he's right. here to explore something different this time around. People don't see homelessness as something that was created. They think it's a... Uh, something that just happened to somebody. An effect, but, right. An right. effect of yeah, being lazy or circumstance. whatever. Circumstance. Or circumstance. But no, it's everything's created, and that is a valid experience just as anything is. Oh. Um, there was a really cool Anthony Robbins show where he, um, these people had lost, lost their house in foreclosure and lost their job. But, you know, they were getting by and stuff and had a rental house. And, and uh, so um, they went to him for some help. And he says that what you need to do is change your perspective. So he took them to a homeless shelter and they had to live there for like a week, seven days, the couple in a homeless shelter. And, um, you know, it really changed their perspective about it, but it wasn't nearly as bad as they thought it was going to be. And the first couple of nights were scary and horrible, but but um, pretty soon they were working there and making working in the kitchen and helping other people. And then once they were out of there, it just gave them such an appreciation of their life because their vibration was so, you know, not meant for there. It just shook them up a, a, a lot. And then they went on to to really be successful. They probably had the perspective that they were very poor and fearful of right. what was going to happen, and it probably showed them how much they really had. I think what he was trying to say is, what's the worst could, that could happen? You could be in a homeless shelter. Well, let's go to a homeless shelter and see what that's like. And it probably wasn't as bad as they thought. Right. That that show was incredible. It was a reality show. And it only lasted like two or three episodes. 
pretty cool. Okay, um, and the last paragraph here. Okay, so we would conclude by stating that from our perspective, goals are not necessary, but intentions are vital. Make intention setting habitual. Practice feeling as good as you can in every moment. Don't count the years or the months or the days. Time is irrelevant. The purpose of time is to broaden your perspective. Raise your perspective and see that you have everything you need to feel good now. Joshua. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. So, you know, a goal is when I achieve this goal, I'll feel good. And Joshua is saying... Raise your perspective and see that everything you need to feel good, you have already right now. Yeah. And that's that's what you're trying to do with the goal, right? It's to feel good. But if you look around, you can feel good with what you have right now. Yeah, and actually, if you set that goal, you're setting yourself up for uh, potentially not feeling good. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah I like this. Well, people don't understand that the, the only goal is to feel good, or the only thing we're here to do is to feel good. Well, Gary, yeah. we're so happy you asked that question because we all benefited by Josh's answer. I know. <laughs> Thank I you. Feel, I got to feel do stuff more like this because there's really a lot of stuff in there, and I get the little skim off the top when it's in my head. But to write it down, it's there forever. It's a cool thing. Um, okay, so we have a little more time left. Yes, we have about 15 minutes. And uh, it was the chapter on intention. Yes. And I so, just, I kind of wanted to just share something that I yes. got out of it that uh, really kind of helped me. Because I go through life trying to, uh, <clears throat> especially the people I really care about in my life, I want them to know about the spiritual laws of the universe. And I want to make their life easier. And I want, I want everybody to know about this, right? right? And sometimes I get frustrated when I find that other people just really don't want to hear it. And, right. and they don't want to. Uh, so... Uh, it says here, I uh, actually highlighted it. Mm -hmm. If you're reading this book, you want to know about the laws of the universe. Right. He <laughs> says, if, people, if, yeah. <clears throat> if you are here to more fully understand the laws of the universe, and in parentheses says, as you must be, if you're reading and understanding this book, right. then many others are here without the desire to understand the laws of the universe. They are here to understand Poverty, fear, hunger, power, greed, despair, abundance, pleasure, freedom, success, failure, sickness, health, vitality, ignorance, etc. For every aspect of life has value. Which I, I think I've touched on this theme before, but it's like, it kind of sets me free. It's like, okay, I, I don't, it's okay for these people to, because they're here for their own experience. And right. I don't know what their intentions were to start with. You don't know. You have no right. idea. And it just shows me that one of my intentions was learning about this or rediscovering yeah. this because obviously I knew about it before I came here. All of us who are you know, involved in the show and listening to the show, we've come here because we're interested in learning more about uh, the laws of the universe while we're living a physical existence at the same time. You know, we all know the laws of the universe when we're non-physical. But for us, what's exciting, and there's a lot of us, is to learn the laws of the universe to, um, I don't know why exactly, maybe to, Leverage. not to change the world, certainly, well, but to create the life that we really want, yeah, probably. To maximize our experience here. Yeah. But Steve, I think there's no coincidence, I'm sorry, Gary, I was going to say, Steve, there's no coincidence that you just highlighted and spoke about that particular um, paragraph, because I like reread that three times, because I realized in the past, 
like it, Joshua went on to say something to the effect that if you want to help others because it makes you feel good, great. But if you're trying to change them or you think they need fixing, then don't do it. You know, it was, I don't, I don't have it highlighted in front of me, but it was something to that effect. That's and exactly that's right. something in the past I would recognize something like, cause my prayer is always to be an example to others, to help others in any way I can. And, you know, in the past, I, I might've recognized something that I thought, Ooh, you know, maybe if I, shared this with them it might give them some insight or make it better for them but you know what you can't do that we can't change another you know what so if it's it, and and in that in that particular page joshua is basically saying if, you, if it makes you feel good then do it but don't do it because you think they're going to benefit by it because you know so I, I that really resonated with me and the reason you help someone is because you do it for a selfish reason anyway you help them so you'll feel better for instance, if you want someone close to you to be as in t into this stuff as we are, it's only because you think it'll be more fun if they're into it like you are. You know, I think that our spouses are all on different levels than we are. Um, yeah. Lily, for one, is is pretty high up there. Yet, you know, she'll go by you know complaining and doing things that she knows is not part of um, you know getting what she wants. And if I say anything, forget about it. She does not want me saying anything at all. She gets really mad at me. And the only reason I'm saying anything is because I want to fix her, you know, because it'll make me feel better. So she won't complain about my socks on the floor and things like that. Yeah, that's my challenge is when I, when I see when my wife or something or kids are saying something out of that I know is not following the laws of the universe – and they are so tired of me bringing it up that, you know, right. I, I, I just have to, like, bite my tongue and go, yeah, mm, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, you know. But it's hard for me. Well, from our, this was in the book, from our limited perspectives, we believe that there are good experiences of life and bad experiences of life. But from our non-physical perspective and the knowledge of our own past lives, right, this is, we chose this current life in order to experience something more than previous lives. So we've chosen the life that we have now on purpose. And there's a reason for, for it. And we're, we're ready for it too, by the way. You know, if, um, if you choose something, um, say poverty, for instance. Well, the poverty for me would be much worse than it is for the person, you know, who's experienced poverty because I'm not here to experience poverty this time around. And, to, and or homelessness, for instance, I could not be homeless, and but I'm not here to experience homelessness. Uh, but but the person who is homeless, it's a lot easier for them than than it is for us because they're ready for it. And that's how you see. That's I mean that's probably an ancient Christian saying is that God doesn't give you stuff you're not ready for. See, I've heard that before. I I have, but I always wonder how do you know what you're ready for? Like, I'll I'll admit like. I still have, like, in the back of my mind, okay, suppose things start really going bad for me, and I do end up, you know, in foreclosure or something, losing the house. How do I, I always wonder, how do I know that the universe doesn't have this, like, oh, this is an experience I need to go through. It's going to, you know, and I, I like, I don't want that experience. I don't want that experience, you know? Right. Okay, so I'll tell you that foreclosure is a perfect thing because it happened to me. So we went through massive foreclosure. Let's see, I lost... Uh, commercial development that was building 28, 35 townhouses. I lost my office building. I lost our dream house. I lost the house we were living in. And we lost 
um, these beautiful lot on the lake in Del Rey where we're going to build two houses. So we lost all that. <sighs> um, then we moved from that house um, that we're living in that we lost. And we didn't have actually lose it at this point. It was in foreclosure, but that one lasted forever. We moved to this unbelievably serene house on the Lactatchee River that bordered a state park. So we had massive amounts of wildlife, which we had never been accustomed to because we lived in you know the middle of Florida, I mean, South Florida, for our whole lives. We're not used to ospreys and manatees and otters and deer and turkeys all in our yard, right? And this was a really remote area. I mean, if, if you look on the map, you say, well, that's pretty close to everything. But for us, it took you know 20 minutes to get to 95 and, and 25 minutes to get back to our friends' houses and stuff like that. So we were pretty much by ourselves. But if you look at that house, it was absolutely spectacular. The view was incredible. The house, we ended up renovating it anyway. And, um, and by all measure, it was a great place to live. Yet we were in the depths of despair, um, having to go through this financial crisis, and it still wasn't that bad. But to other people, like my father and parents, it was like to them that would have been the worst thing in the world to lose, you know, have all this stuff go into foreclosure. So, for us, um, it was the least traumatic thing to get us from where we were to where we are now, and the, and we had to go through that, and um, and it was sort of traumatic, but it, it looking at it now, I see it totally differently because you know when you're in it, you're like a little bit. You know, I didn't go to work anymore where I was working out of the house. So we were spending a lot more time together. And that whole situation caused someone to give us the secret. And we would go in the car. We didn't have a CD player. So we listened to the secret in the car. We'd drive around forever. We'd listen to it 100 times. And then Lily, looking for another thing that we can listen to in the car, pulled out Ask and It Is Given by, by Abraham, and, uh, Abraham Hicks. And we listened to that in the car. And we go, oh, my God, this is it, right? It sparked. Yet we had owned this CD for five years and had listened to it before. And it didn't spark back then, it just sparked now. So we had to go through this life-changing, vibration-changing event to get to that next step. And that step eventually led to Joshua. So ultimately, I can see that it was super good for you to do this. But it doesn't... I, it's still so essentially what my perspective is. Well, I should take the perspective that if I do have a foreclosure, then well, you're not going to have a foreclosure. But if you do have, but to if have I do, anything, it's not that bad, right? Whatever's going to happen to you is not going to be that bad. And at, at the end of it, on the other side of it, you'll be thankful it happened. Yeah, but you it'd know. be just nice to know that you know. It'd be just be nice to know that I could just. It'd be great to have like a trajectory of abundance from this point forward. You know, it's just like. And to know that, that would be kind of cool instead of, well, I know this is all about experience and what's, what does the universe have in store for me? It's almost like I feel like I would rather be in charge here than maybe a higher, my higher self knowing something that I don't physically yeah, know. Yeah, I, I can see what you're fearing, but you really realize that the fear isn't real. Um, you're just fearing your untrained imagination. So what... Um, I will tell you, though, is in, in here Joshua said, Joshua will not tell people what their specific intentions are. Because if they knew that, they would 
take action and screw it up and screw it up yeah right. he, he told me that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that was a, one of your questions right yeah but um so i think that that one thing you can rest assured is that first of all you're at a totally different place than i was my whole um being was based on money and um looking good right and and fitting in with this crowd um and it wasn't Joshua at all. I had a when um, Lily's fiftieth birthday. I had a palm reader say to me that something huge is going to happen, and it's not the business you're in now, and it's not this, it's not this. It's something really big. And now I realize that she's talking about Joshua, mm-hmm. but. She couldn't tell me what it was, and had I known what it was, right? Can you imagine that? You're going to be um, uh, channeling a group of non-physical teachers, right? I'm like, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I couldn't get get here from there without going through that. And that really, if you look back at it, we were never worried. We always went out to restaurants. I mean, we were worried, but we never had, had reason to be worried. We never were late on any other payments. We always had money flowing in some weird way. Like one time, um, we the house that we had to move out of, we had sold it, and the people backed out three days before closing, and we had already moved, right, and bought this other house or gotten this other house. Um, and the other house we got happened to be from friends of ours who were move, needed to move to another school district. So we got this house, and then we ended up buying it and remodeling it. But the previous house stayed there. And so we rented it out. And um, at some point when we needed money, the I go to collect the rent. I would just walk in and the guy had t- tons of money and would just leave um, $100 bills in the drawer in the kitchen. And I would just count out $3,000 every month, right? And just take it. Wow. <laughs> Such a funny thing. <laughs> so, so um, but I walk in one day and I step on the wood floor and a a gush of water comes up and a line had popped out of the dishwasher and had flooded the whole place. So immediately I'm like, Oh my God, this is terrible. So we call the company comes in, they clean it up. And then the insurance company comes in and it was just a little bit of wood that we had to replace, but they paid to replace the insurance, all the cabinets and all the um, floor for the whole house, and all, and it turned out to be like forty-five thousand dollars or some amazing amount of money, and so that we got a check for forty-five thousand dollars, and but it was made out to us and the bank who had the mortgage, and so Lily just took it to our bank in Palm Beach to the girl that she knows, casually talking, deposit in her account, and there there was forty-five thousand dollars right there. Perfect timing, <laughs> you know, stuff like that was happening all the time. And out of the blue, people were calling me to do real estate deals. And so looking back on this, what seemed traumatic was just totally easy. And our lifestyle didn't even change. And then five years later, we're back to where we were, just about. Nice. Steve, I was going to say for you, since you already have the awareness, why not change the story? Like change the words, change the thoughts, and and have those thoughts be of abundance. You know, don't even don't even entertain the other thoughts. If if I totally am on board with that, Janine, it it frustrates me that I even have a nugget of this. Still, it's like I I try not to beat myself up for it because I know Mm -hmm. that's even bad, right? Of course. But it's I just yeah uh, yeah you 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 are already so far ahead that 
you're starting to perceive reality in a way that is completely beneficial and goes towards what you want. So I don't, I, you know, and I think it's when you're following your passions, which this is your passion, you're you're living on your path, and there's no need for anything to to arise. It, it does feel old, and I feel like it it's about to go away. But yeah. it, it's old Steve. The last vestiges of old Steve, like trying to stay alive. Yeah. <laughs> and you know All what? Right. Just like just like we discussed earlier, second by second, minute by minute, day by day, like it's yeah. you know right. that's going. Yeah. New yeah. things are on the horizon. Cool. Okay, you guys, we come to the end of another wonderful show. Um, feel free, everyone out there listening, to send in a question to Joshua. It's really fun for us to answer these, for me to answer these questions. Joshua as well. Uh, it's the best part of my day. I get up every morning. I um, go to my tablet and look at all the questions that came in, and then I'll go back and meditate, and then come in and, and for about an hour or so. I'll answer two or three questions. So it's a lot of the best time of day for me and it's really clarifying and then we get to share these with other people on the website and stuff too so uh feel free to answer questions ask questions um janine you've got a question please send that in um, i do i will we may Thank or may you. not talk about it in the show but at least uh, it'll be there on the website one day and right. everyone have a great new year and let's have intentions that this is a peaceful year for everyone and that for you personally it's peaceful and things are going on in the world that seem crazy uh, that has nothing to do with you, your life, your family, your neighborhood, your community. That's the peace that you seek. Um, and I'm looking for that. And I'm going to intend to have joy and fun and win a lot of poker tournaments, especially today is a big one. And what are you guys going to intend? Uh, being aware of being happy all the time or being uh, joyful. Yes, and I'm Janine, with Steve on that. I'm I'm with Steve on that one. I'm going I'm living with um, fulfilling passions. I'm living, you know, um, with a lot of self love because uh, the old Janine would have criticized myself for this or that, and I'm just not doing that. Oh, anymore. that's a good one. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Intend to love yourself. So on happy that new note, year to everybody. I will bid you adieu. <laughs> okay. Talk to you later. And we'll see you guys next week. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the teachings of Joshua Roundtable with Gary Temple Bodley. We will be back next week with another fun discussion. If you would like to ask Joshua a question or read more of Joshua's teachings, please visit us at theteachingsofjoshua.com. See you next week. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.